Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. Welcome to episode 126 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Dr. Ray Painter. And today we want to talk about just kind of a recap of the Las Vegas seminar and kind of the big takeaways as uh, as talking with the attendees of the seminar. We want to share some of their big takeaways and also our observations as to um, kind of how things went and, and what the general climate was. Um, I do want to let you know that we uh, had a, a four, uh, 4.8 out of 5-star rating for the uh, seminar. So we had – it was really well attended as well as we got great feedback. So um, we, we wanted to try and share some of those things that will help you in your practice if you look at it from kind of the – the bigger picture. So, um, Ray, you want to kind of set the, the, the big picture stage and, and then I can kind of fill in some of the details. You can ask well, me some questions. What, what you, sure. uh, what you saw and what you, uh, learned. Well, the, the big thing about, uh, the attendees and what they get out of the seminar we look at about three major things. One, all the new issues that we bring forth and kind of give you some ideas as to how to deal with them. And that's what we'll do a little bit today. And that's the uh, key reason for this uh, podcast. There also, from the seminar, there's an interaction between coders and billers because uh, the third thing, as you know, this is a team sport, and it's that interaction that's so important. And as you listen to things on the podcast and try to take it back to your colleagues, you see how difficult it is at times. But it's important, and those that attend the seminar that have both the uh, provider and the coder and the biller all in the same room discussing the issues as they come up. It's amazing some of the conversations we see in the audience. As a speaker, you look out and you see, you know, you can just imagine what's being said. Are we doing this? Why are we doing this? 
Do you know that? No. At <laughs> any rate, that, that's kind of the overview. But I think, Scott, we ought to spend some time on the the new stuff today to, you know, kind of was presented. We may have produced, put some of that in podcast in the past, but that was still the key thing that went on. Yeah, I think a lot of the changes uh, coming down the, the pike are not positive as of right now. And I think Mark's mentioned that and he shared the exact numbers uh, on the on a couple episodes ago. But basically, um, we're looking, we're, we're hoping that Congress will do something by the end of the year to change uh, the the potential negative that's going to happen to the urologist's pay uh, come the beginning in, of 2023. So if they don't do anything, um, it could be um, – there, there's definitely some pay drops that, that are going to happen. So so that was one thing that was uh, discussed. And, you know, again, we'll keep you posted on the podcast. If we hear anything, we'll let you know if that changes. Um and we do expect that, you know, that has happened in the past and they have made these adjustments and there's been a lot of um, outcry from various folks within uh, not only urology, but the other specialties as well, because it does, it, it will impact them too. So hopefully we will see those changes happen. The AUA, the AACU, the AMA and all our organizations are working Congress awful hard right now to get that uh, those some of those uh, potential losses mitigated. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, so there was no real update at the seminar from the previous podcast, but we still expect action. Yes, and then we also uh, talked about the new uh, the E and M changes that are. There, the rules being adopted for the facility setting that have already been adopted for the office and outpatient setting, the 2021 rules. And and what's what's the big takeaway there, Ray? What do you think is going to be the most helpful? Well, I tell you, Scott, I was really excited when we changed our documentation requirements in 2021 for the office and outpatient. And I thought it was just absolutely insane that they would change one part of our documentation and and leave the others, you know, change the outpatient, but not change the inpatient and some of the other documentation, tr- creating a lot of confusion. Well, it, we all have benefited from the changes in 2021 going strictly to what's important at a meeting, namely the medical decision-making. Yeah, we could probably argue that they've got some of that that they count and try to tabulate that is kind of ridiculous and overbearing on documentation. But in general, you're back to documenting what you do that's important in patient care without having to do a lot of unnecessary history and physical documentation. And now we have the same thing in the hospital. And and that is going to be great because now it, there's an alignment in the stars. 
In other words, your requirements for documentation to hit certain levels are in essence equal all the way across. And we were able to show our new pocket card and wall chart, which is, uh, I think, uh, already been sent to the printer or it's on its way, and hopefully it'll be out soon. But the it's uh, redesigned to fit the times, and it emphasizes what you need on the uh, different uh, data and on problems to hit certain levels. And then on all the codes, it has the that level uh, highlighted so you can easily hit it. So that's going to be great, and it's going to simplify the way you look at uh, what, how you do things, in particular the hospital. Uh, I might mention there's two other things. One, the previous documentation in the hospital left it kind of open as to the lower limits of what you had to do to charge by time. But now it's locked in. You have to hit a certain amount of time before you can charge even the lowest consult based on time. So you will be charging most of them based on your medical decision making. Now, the good news is you ought to be able to hit the lowest level of the consult on medical decision making on most any consult you see at the hospital yeah that's uh that's that's a great change and it's something that uh we were looking forward to and you know not having those additional uh requirements does help out uh, also uh they did add a new code or they are adding a new code in the prostatectomy section uh laparoscopically so you know, just a heads up for that if you uh, weren't aware of that. And also they're changing the descriptions on the uh, the PERC codes, the, the percutaneous nephrolithotomy codes. So, so that's going to be changing a bit. So those are really the only code changes, and we just wanted to uh, mention that again as well. Scott, on the prostatectomy code, yeah, this is a, a, a good – lesson in what happens in in the whole government oversight of payment as you know they're totally obsessed and not overpaying you for your work or paying you twice for anything you do and if you are an early adapter you may get frustrated at times because we don't have a new code for the service you're providing but as many of you know, I sat on the coding and reimbursement committee for for many, many years. And I can tell you there was always a reticence to go after a new code. And the reason is that the AUA did quite well in setting up our pricing for the codes in the very beginning when we were dealing with uh, the new system. And every time they reevaluate a set of our codes, all of your old codes have gone down in payment. So if you ask for a new code in a family of code, like a prostatectomy code, 
they are going to reevaluate all the codes in that family. And when they reevaluate, that usually means the payment for those codes that are performed frequently will go down. And that's exactly what's happened with your prostatectomy codes. So you'll have to take a look at that. But you do have a new uh, laparoscopic uh, uh, prostatectomy code. Yeah, the simple, the, the simple prostatectomy code. And that, uh, yep, that's the, the 55867 is new. And you're right, you know, that, that family got reevaluated and some dropped as much as 16%. So that's uh, always a, a consideration when putting a new code in or at least going for a new code for the AUA. Uh, Scott, there's one other thing that was new, that we talked about that we need to emphasize, and that is that telehealth is here to stay. And everybody would be uh, smart to, uh, to help integrate that into their current program. One, you, you get paid with uh, less cost, in particular this day and time where you're having trouble getting office personnel. You could probably shorten your open office hours and take care of patients and continue revenue with your, with your telemedicine. And also the fact that patients really like it. And there's a number of your patients that you could put on telemedicine as well. Yeah, we did speak. We did talk about several different uh, ways that people are doing that as well. So, those kind of the those were kind of the big changes. You know, there were other other things that uh, Mark did talk about, and I know he covered them in the podcast. But we wanted to just uh, reemphasize what those changes were because that was a big part of the takeaways from the seminar, the changes. And then the second thing you mentioned is that. The the idea that practicing in a silo, um, you know, on your island and not getting outside information is always um, that that's what the seminar kind of helps avoid, because a lot of the questions and discussion that goes on between the different attendees, you can hear what's going on in different parts of the country, as well as uh um, you know, even in with different payers in your own state, you know, you can hear the different questions and the different things going on and be aware of kind of some of the trends that may be coming your way. And then you can share some of those trends that maybe others should be aware of. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that, Ray? Sure. And, and up front, I'll mention one other thing here. We talk about it being a team sport. Uh, if you are planning to attend our New Orleans seminar uh, next month, I would encourage you to bring a team with you. Uh, we talked about the value of, uh, of the coder and the, the provider and the biller all being on the same page as being the most efficient way. And those that we have worked with in the past have uh, been exposed to our protocol are those that have taken our coding course have been exposed to our protocol, which very much emphasizes the fact that 
we are now still leaving a lot of money on the table because we don't recognize or identify all services provided or we don't accurately communicate that to our coder or biller or we don't accurately code it and and all of this is not picked up on your on your your on your monthly report because what you don't bill is not counted when they tell you you're collecting 98% of what you should so that communication between all of us is is really worthwhile and as you mentioned there's a lot of discussion of this and in specific uh, scenarios big problematic coding scenarios is one of the things that people enjoy most yes and uh, and you did mention that uh, that it is a team sport and we heard from a number of of people that were there um one 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 person that i spoke with uh, she was saying that it's good to have others that uh, attend with you not only because they're getting the information they're getting exposed they're learning but also they may pick up things that you may not so so it's almost like belt and suspenders so so that's always uh, that was positive and then we heard some other ones that said yeah, my my provider didn't come and I really wish they were here. And so just want to emphasize that it is definitely a team sport and takes takes all to to get involved and have that efficient practice. That's maximizing income. All right. All right. So any other thoughts, Ray? Well, I I think uh the the seminar is just a a sort of a, a combination of our providing some basic knowledge and some basic concepts that we everybody needs to use in doing their day-to-day practice. But nothing is off limits when it comes to questions and answers. So we, we do try to tackle the difficult issues. And uh, I think that's what, uh, you know, we've called this the Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar. And people say it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's a lot of uh, review of basics as well as uh, the uh, new information and detailed discussion that goes on. Yeah, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast uh, about our seminar. We promote it a lot because it has just impacted so many practices, and we've heard so many great things about their experience and what they were able to accomplish once they they went back to their office. So, so that's why we do that. We want to make sure that you're aware of the the seminar and really that it is a very positive thing for for you and your team um, to to attend and we want to try and share that we know it can help we've seen it and we've got a guarantee that that it will help or you can get your investment back so we we just believe in this a lot 
and we've seen it for the last 20, 20, I guess we're about 22 years doing this. Um, over the last 22 years, it's it's just had a, a huge impact, and we we want to share it with as many people as we can. So let's wrap this thing up. Um, again, if you want to register for our New Orleans seminar coming up January 27th and 28th uh, next year, it is you can go to this episode page prsnetwork.com forward slash one two six and we'll have links uh to the registration page there all right final thoughts ray i think we've said enough all right and take us out happy cody Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery. <laughs>